0: Welcome back to the AM Show. I'm Miles Davis alongside my friend and my partner, Andre Monroe. Andre, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great. It is good to do this for the first time. Then. I know. We're both in person.
1: Yeah. Two, I think two years. Yeah. In summer of 2019. This is the summer of 2021. And we're finally doing a virtual, not virtual, in person podcast, podcast. Last year was the pandemic in 2019. We just met each other, so that's the first time we're doing it. So glad to be doing it. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Yes. So what do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about
0: Ben Simmons. We're going to talk about Ben Simmons first. So as you guys know, Ben Simmons, the Sixers have actively started shopping Ben Simmons and looking at teams that may be interested in the guard, the Sixer star guard. And, some of, and one of the five, some of the five teams include the Kings,
1: Pacers, Timberwolves. The other two teams? Uh Kings, Timberwolves, Pacers, um, Cavs, Cavs. And there was one more John. Raptors. 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 Yes. So let's talk about it. So out of those five teams, I think for me, what I'm looking for most is what can give us the best value back. And I'm thinking about the Kings, they can give us De'Aaron Fox, and that'll be a great piece. But other teams like the Cavs, I know Maz, you like Colin Sexton. I like Colin Sexton too, but in terms of a return, You want to get a good return for a player like Ben Simmons, who's 24. And even though he just came off a terrible series, we all know that, he still has value. He's still young. He still is an all-star. He still was Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year candidate. So we want value out of Ben Simmons. So I feel like to get that most value, we'll either trade for a superstar like Damian Lillard, or we'll have to settle for a guy like De'Aaron Fox, who still can be great. But the point is, I just want value back. Me too. But the issue
0: that I feel like for the Sixers is that the teams that want Ben Simmons are really terrible. Yes. (laughs) And they're also really underrating his value. So while we would want De'Aaron Fox, while we we would take Colin Sexton in a trade, because as you said, big Colin Sexton fan right here, Mm -hmm. those teams may not necessarily want to give up De'Aaron Fox, give up Colin Sexton for Ben Simmons. And it makes me wonder the question, makes me ponder the question, what is Simmons' true trade value? Because you have those people that are saying that his value is really low. There are some people saying that while it has lowered, it's still pretty high.
1: Yeah. I mean, at this point, the, a player's trade value, it fluctuates so much because the NBA is constantly changing. And a guy like Ben Simmons, his trade value a year ago would have been not high. It would have been, it would have been high. Uh, but now that he just came off a series where he shot like 30%. 30%, I think it was, from the free throw line and only average about eleven points. His trade value, it can't be high. GMs are gonna to try to exploit uh Darren and Elton Brandon. They're gonna to try to get the best um offer possible for Ben Simmons because they know deep down that he's still a great player. It's just that they because his value is so low, people wanna buy low, of course, and that's the saying. So I think that's why you got so many teams, so many bad teams trying to trade for him right now. So out of the five teams that we listed, what team would you
0: want to see Ben Simmons traded to and who would you want in return?
1: Great question. So i probably look at the Kings first because they have De'Aaron Fox and no one talks about De'Aaron Fox. He's a great player, um, great underrated player. He's young. He's not an all-star yet because he is of course in Sacramento where no one really watches the Kings. No one really watches the Kings. so. Yeah, but what, would, what do you think? I think I would, I would take a
0: trade with the Cavaliers. It's just that the question for me when it comes to the Cavaliers is whether or not Colin Sexton can be that second option on a championship team. Not whether or not he can be the first option on a mediocre team or the second option on a playoff team, but rather the second or third option on a championship team and deliver game in and game out during the regular season,
1: but also during the playoffs, which is something that Ben Simmons really hasn't been able to do but the thing is, of course, we lose the value on the defensive side, but almost, there's a lot of players that would be an upgrade over Ben Simmons on the offensive side. And Darren Fox is one of them. You can go from a player who only gives you 14 points per game around that to a player who gives you, can give you 25. And of course, we lose that defensive side of the thing, side of the ball. But on the offensive side, we're going to be set. And the spacing is going to be better. Uh, the shooting is going to be better. And I'm not really worried about the defensive side too much because we have the anchor and Joel Embiid. We have a great defensive player in Tobias Harris. So I think we need offense the most right now. So Andre, if Damian Lillard is off now,
0: before we move on to our next topic, I know that a lo- both you and I both would absolutely love it if Damian Lillard became a Philadelphia uh-huh. 76er. But it seems as the days go by that Damian Lillard is not in fact on the table, even though Daryl Morey has constantly shown that Damian Lillard is the guy that we want as in a package, and we want to bring him to Philly to complement Joel Embiid and be that dynamic duo, that like star-studded, gruesome twosome, if you will. Yeah, (laughs) gruesome (laughs) twosome. But if we can't get Lillard, do you think it's possible for us to get a Bradley Beal or a Zach Levine or anything, or a player of that caliber, if Damian Lillard
1: isn't on the table? It's going to be a situation where you have to offer Ben Simmons but you're also going to have to probably offer, especially for Damon Lillard, they're going to probably ask for Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, or Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey and Thiebel. And when you get to that point, I don't think you make made the move because you're giving up too much. You don't want to sacrifice your other players because Ben Simmons' trade value is low. And so yeah, I just don't think you want to throw in too much, but it would be nice to have these players. What do you think? Who do you think the superstar we should go after? like the superstar, because we can go up to Deer and Fox and Colin sexy, but I think we can get even better. Well, I feel like it's clear that Darren Morey is
0: clearly just trying to test the waters and see what superstars are out there, because if you get a better player to complement your superstar player that you have that's in his prime right now, it increases your, champion, your chance to make a run at a championship. Mm-hmm. And so Damian Lillard is definitely comes to mind. I feel like Bradley Beal would come to mind, but the issue is that Ben
1: Simmons and Russell Westbrook could not and would never, ever, ever coexist. Yes. And GMs, you, as a GM, I get that, you know, a trade for Bradley Beal would be great, but the Wizards GM, I forgot his name, but the Wizards GM is not going to pair Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook together. They have to look out for their best interest of their own franchise. And I feel like definitely with Bradley Beal,
0: I don't think he would want to play in Philly. Not gonna yeah, lie. I remember the first series. He he did not like Philly. He did not like Billy. So I don't think that Bradley, while Bradley Beal is an insane talent, I don't think he wants to be here. And I think it would be
1: near impossible to get him. And not just that, I don't think Bradley Beal is a person who wants out. I think yeah. Damian Lillard probably wants out, and these other superstars are across the um NBA, they probably want out. But you have to the ideal situation would have to trade for a superstar who actually wants to get out of his current situation because if he doesn't you don't have the leverage.
0: All right, Andre, let's move on to our second topic of the day. So recently today, a report came out by Adam Schefter saying that the Eagles are still looking into Deshaun Watson. And that is leading us to our next segment for today is yeah. who is going to be our quarterback? Would
1: you rather have Jalen Hurts? Would you rather have Deshaun Watson? What do you think is going to happen? I'm going to let you go first in this because I know your position on this already. So I'll let you talk to the people. So, yeah, we've, t- we've talked
0: about this a little bit on this show, I feel like. But... Mm-hmm. I do think that, I think if you want to put your team in the best position to contend, and I feel like this team is at this, it's, I don't know the word, but it's, it's teetering towards the rebuilding and retooling for side in general, because
1: Is <laughs> <laughs> my audience is out. Why are we doing this? Let me we knew that would happen. It always happens every episode. Yeah? Do you want
0: to give it to the book? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Don't worry, it is all good. Andre is a master editor, so he's just gonna edit it out. All right, (laughs) now he's remembering my train of thought. Had
1: to post. Had an update. Yes. (laughs) All right. So, Jesus Christ, why am I in so many group chats? Ha. All right. What were were we talking about? Deshaun Watson, Jalen Hurts. I think I was saying. Oh, yeah, we were you were talking about Deshaun Watson and who would you rather have? Oh, yeah. So, all right, yeah. yeah. How about you introduce it again?
0: All right, yeah. So let's move on to our next topic for today. We're gonna be talking about the recent Adam Schefter report that came out. The Eagles are still interested in Deshaun Watson, given the situation that's going on in Houston and given his sexual assault. Allegations. Allegations. That is. I the guess word. that's what you have to yes. say.
1: we have to be civil in here. We do. So,
0: the question that I'm going to ask you, Andre, is: Do you do you still make a push for Deshaun Watson,
1: considering the state of the Eagles right now? So, considering the state of the Eagles, I think that's what you have to look at first when making this decision. Because, of course, Deshaun Watson it would be an upgrade, but given the current state, will it be? Like Will you take that risk to actually acquire Deshaun Watson and give up the ad sets? And also, he has this whole thing going on, so that makes it even more complicated. So I don't know, but I'll let you go first on this one. I mean, I feel like you just can't
0: look past the. I feel like you have to look at the talent that Deshaun Watson has mm-hmm. and realize that he can lead a locker room. He can be the guy that the Eagles need now, now that Carson Wentz is gone. And now that now that you have that purpose, that player that you can build around, you can really construct a really solid roster. And we still have those good pieces. We still have a solid offensive line. We have a defensive line that's getting older. We have a lockdown corner in Darius Slay. We have the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, now on the team. We've got Jalen Rager coming back. We've got Travis Fulgham getting more reps this year. And then Alshon Jeffrey's gone. So I feel like in the end, even though Jalen Hurts has done a great job this offseason and that he's been a great leader and that so many people have talked about that, I feel like the talent that Deshaun Watson
1: has is just too good to pass up on. My fear is that we get Deshaun Watson and then we have to take on that contract. And then he might perform well. He might be even an MVP candidate like he was last year. But will that translate to actual success? And my fear is that it won't. And that when it won't, we'll just be in more of a complex cap situation, a terrible cap situation. And... Not really improve our wins that much either. So I just would rather, me personally, I would rather keep Jalen Hurts because I want to see what he is about. I want to see how good he is. I want to see his potential before we make a big decision to move on to uh, Deshaun Watson. Oh,
0: absolutely. And that's why I feel like just giving Jalen Hurts a, a year just to see what he can do is yeah. good. But the issue is, is that at that same time, if he does underperform, then the Texans aren't even going to want him. And then we're going to yeah. have to look to the, the draft. draft next year to draft a quarterback. And is it going to be Sam Howell? Is it going to be Malik
1: Willis? I think that's his name. Out of Liberty? But but would you rather do that or take that risk for Deshaun Watson? I think that's the question that Howie Rosen will have to answer. And I feel like it's also going to be dependent Ooh. on whether or not the
0: Eagles are going to commit to rebuilding. Because it's that's like... That too. Cause like you have the players there that are that could be, that
1: could be players that could help. Why am I? <laughs> You're drawing a blank right I, now. It's it's every word too. But we we do have, like you said before. We still do have a lot of good players. But let's be honest. We probably should be favoring a rebuild. Like we let go of Carson Wentz. Our players are aging. Jason Kelsey is about to retire. We have so many young, so much young talent. I think the Eagles need to commit to a rebuild. All that retool stuff, we tried that last year. Did not work out. I think the move for High Roseman and Eagles front office is to go to a rebuild. And I think getting Deshaun Watson doesn't help that. All right. Now, before we move on to our next topic, mm-hmm. we're going to do the segment in yeah. between. So uh-huh. we're going to
0: start with you, Andre. All what right. in sports this week has surprised you or has interested you? So,
1: I'm going to go with the whole Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor fight. And I'm not really going to go too much into the actual fight, but instead, why are people still paying for pay-per-view events like this that only last? Because they have the undercard, which features a lot of good uh, talent that's not represented. But when you get to the main match that people are actually here for, it only lasts like five minutes so i don't really get the point of actually paying like 50 to 100 dollars for this type of stuff also it's just disappointing to see conor mcgregor uh tear his. um what did he do fracture his ankle or broke his, his leg ankle. broke, broke his, ankle. his ankle broke his ankle and it's disappointing to see a figure like conor mcgregor um who's so great at the sport and such an iconic person to just fight after fight now i think that's his second loss to dustin poirier and he just, he lost to Khabib as well. Robert, you pronounce his name. So, I mean, I don't want to say we're seeing a downfall of Conor McGregor, but we may be seeing the downfall of Conor McGregor. And that's sad to say. Yeah, it's definitely sad to see a, such a polarizing
0: figure in the sport who has garnered so much attention and so many fans over the past couple of years be finally reaching the, the end of his career. time. Yeah. And... It's, it's really sad, and it's really sad. Be- and one of the reasons why it's so sad is because you know he's not going to stop. He's going to keep going. Yeah. He's going to try and go for another fight with Dustin Poirier, and it's probably going to go the same way as the second fight did, and especially
1: with his now broken ankle. Yeah. And another thing, Conor McGregor talks so much trash yes. I Yes. Mean, and it's, and it, when he's doing that, I kind of root for him because I love to see a player engage in that type of stuff in the sport of UFC because that's what – people are here for, they, the narratives, all that type of stuff, the trash talk, that's all entertainment. So when we see that, I, I get happy because you know it's just entertainment. But when you see him not be able to back up his uh, trash talk, is, it's so disappointing. So hopefully he rebounds and hopefully he recovers from that broken ankle. All right, and one thing that surprised me
0: in the past couple of weeks was the UEFA Euro final. Yes, my yes, AMM show followers, I am talking about <laughs> soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was rooting for England, to be honest, because I have a lot of friends who support England, you know, it's coming home. It seemed nice. Some of my favorite soccer players from Manchester City, that's my team, actually play for England. And I guess it was very, it was a big heartbreak for England fans because they were, they got so close to football finally coming home. And then they even scored in the fifth minute and then they just lost on penalty kicks but the worst part was probably just the racist remarks that was t- that was taken towards Jadon Sancho and Marcus Rashford and i don't know his last name i think it's so So-co? i don't know but they probably know who you're talking yeah about. they yeah. probably do but it's just it's just unacceptable like i understand that you guys lost but you know these are still people they're human beings and nobody deserves to be to be targeted in that way no matter what the result is. The fact that mm-hmm. they even made it that far was an achievement and you should be
1: honoring that. You should be proud of that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know. Well, Miles is gonna help me pick a soccer team soon. Yes. I have to decide on a soccer team. Manchester
0: City will be his team.
1: Do not worry We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But what's, what's our next topic? It, oh. I believe we're talking- I think it's the, um, we can talk more about the Eagles because the season is coming up soon. Yes. And, We haven't talked about the Eagles in a while on this podcast because partially because they were so disappointing last year and Mm -hmm. it was so draining to watch the Eagles last year. I mean, it was painful to watch at times. And now so much change has happened. We're preparing for a new season. So, Miles, give a little bit of your expectations for this season. And what what are you looking for in the Eagles? I have very low expectations for this Eagles team.
0: It is how that is because I have put false hope in this team for the past like two, three years. And now I realized that the only way for me, for me to be proud of my team is if I give mm. them such low expectations that they automatically make yeah. me proud. <laughs> so I think that this team, I still feel like this team has very young aspects. You have, we still don't have that certified second corner because you have Avante Maddox now playing the slot since the LeBlanc and Nikel Ruby Coleman are gone. You have Darius Slay at that that cornerback one spot who's gonna be guarding the best receivers. He did a solid job last year. But who's going to be that second corner? Who's going to be guarding those, that number two? Because in the end, if we're playing the Cowboys, if Darius Slay is locking down Amari Cooper, who's going to lock down CeeDee Lamb? Who's going to be guarding Michael Gallup? We don't know. And that's going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this team in the end could go. We have 17 games now, too. So you got to factor that in. I'm going to predict 7 and 10 or 8 and 9. 7 and 10 okay or 6 and 11 that that is still 17 mm. yes
1: there is so much stuff unknown with the Eagles this year yes we don't know how Jalen Hurts will pan out we don't know how <laughs> Nick Sirianni will pan out we don't know how the aging <gasps> offensive line and defensive line will perform and it's just it's so many so much confusion sitting around the Eagles um i just want to see how Nick Sirianni pans out that's my number one thing he's getting a lot of good reviews from Eagles players but how would that translate to an actual football field is the question. Same with Jalen Hurts. Same with our defense, who's aging a lot. Uh, Fletcher Cox is aging. We uh, didn't we let go of Malik uh, Jackson, yeah, Jackson? Yeah, Millie Jackson. We, we, we let go him. of him. Like I, there's Fletcher Cox. And there's Brandon Graham who's aging too. Uh, even Darius Slay is aging. Ryan McLeod is aging. Um, so, and we lost Jalen Mills, of course. So. It's just so much stuff with the Eagles that is yet to be seen, and we will see it soon. I'm just, I like you, Mouse. I'm giving myself the expectations because I have a crazy feeling that we'll do terrible next year. Yeah,
0: I also am very con- nervous about Nick Sirianni as a coach, although although the reports are that the players love him, and there have been those unanimous sources that say that he, that there's some there's some questioning about him. Mm-hmm. I I am still very concerned and I was I'm concerned about all our first year head coaches for the most part like the only like I was even concerned about Chip Kelly but I
1: mean but we don't talk about that we don't talk about Chip Kelly anymore but yeah uh, I mean we do have a good coaching staff outside of I mean he built a good coaching staff it's just I don't like I don't know the team is so different this year so many players coming in players going out coaches going in coaches going out then we have the constant Harvey Roseman who I despise, but we'll see. We'll just have to see. If not, I'll become a, um, I don't know. What, what what I'll become a Cowboys fan. What? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But I'll have to team my- Who, I'll who to, is your second team? I don't have a second team. I never have- I, uh, I, I, I have a backup plan. I have a backup plan. My backup Who's plan? your second team? My second team is the Jaguars. Jaguars. They're bad. That's actually, no. Okay, you're gonna, probably gonna be mad at this. My second team, my backup team, it's the Colts. The Colts. That's fine. I know. I'm not. I I thought you were gonna say like the Jets or the Giants or something. Oh no. Nah. no. No. The Colts are fine. The Colts are. I like Ty Hilton. Ty Hilton's cool. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is cool. Frank Reich. I miss Frank Reich. I miss. I miss. I'm just jealous of the Colts. They have it all figured out. They have a great defense, great offense, great coaching staff, great front office. We have a terrible front office. Let's not talk about that. They just have it all figured out. Did we ever do Eagles rants? Uh, we've done a couple. We did sixers rants. Yeah, we we didn't do it equals ramp. We're we're due for one. That may happen soon. We'll never know. We'll see. Maybe maybe later on in the season. Yeah, we'll see, like mid season. Yeah. If if we're doing terrible for
0: like one we're in like sixers six or one in seven, like, you know. I think it's that's time. and that's a possibility. That that, that will that would be a problem. Nick Sirianni would get fired in his first year if that happened, I think. We'd have to look for another coach.
1: Do we bring back Doug Peterson? Uh, Imagine. <laughs> Doug I didn't Peterson
0: comes back, wins another Super Bowl. That would be the day. And they
1: would still fire him in a couple they years They would later. still
0: fire him three years later.
1: <laughs> uh, but um.
0: Let's move on to our last topic of the day. So tonight, at the time of this recording, mm-hmm. the NBA finals is in a couple of hours. Game four to Milwaukee. It is Bucks Suns. The Suns still have a 2-1 lead, but Giannis has been playing
1: really well, which I think kind of frustrates you. It doesn't frustrate me. Um, so yeah, all Giannis does is run and dunk. We know that, right? Yeah. All he does is run and dunk. And the only reason, I'm not the only reason, because he's a good player, but he's having success right now because the Suns have no one to throw at him. They have their front court, they have De'Andre Ayton, but other than that, they don't really have anyone to throw at Giannis Antetokounmpo to actually guard him. And um, but props to Giannis because he's playing on a bad ankle and he's doing this. I think he had three straight games or two straight games with 40 points, and he was on a like a low list or a small list of people to do that. So props to him, of course. Um, and props to his play. We could have beat them, but i saw about that another time. But you personally, I want to ask you this: You personally, would you rather have Giannis win a championship or Chris Paul win a championship?
0: I'd rather have Chris Paul win a championship. And I feel like it's because Chris Paul's been through a lot in his mm-hmm. career. He's re- widely respected in the NBA
1: community. And mm-hmm. I feel like him being able to win a championship would mean so much to him. Yeah, and if he wins a championship, I was thinking about this the other day. If he wins a championship, where does that place him in the top five or the, or the just overall point guard rankings of all the time? Ooh, well, probably top five. When I think about point guards, I think
0: this isn't any any order, but I think of Magic, I think of Steph, I think of Isaiah
1: Thomas, I think of John Stockton, I think of Oscar Robertson. This is not in any order. That's I have an identical list. I think of Magic, Steph, I think of Oscar Robertson like in this third place actually. I don't really think of John Stockton too much. I think he's like more late tens or like around ten. Eight to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about Iverson, of course, because you know you have to. Um, I even think about Steve Nash. Oh, you're bit. considering Iverson as a point guard. Uh yeah, I mean that's a distinction that
0: I mean this is this is why this uh, it's so hard to make tier list because like yeah. Iverson was considered a shooting guard for a lot. Sometimes he's considered a point guard by some, sometimes he's considered
1: a shooting guard by some. So that's why. And that's why I was confused. I was like, why does he have Iverson in his <laughs> top five? But that's why. Because you consider him a shooting yeah, guard. Yeah, I consider him a shooting guard. Okay. Well, I don't know. He I, I would consider him a point guard. I guess I'm a small, like a small streak. <laughs> but he's yeah, he's he's small too. So that's why I consider him a point yeah. guard. But yeah, but that would that would Chris Paul is already top ten to me. Yeah. We already know that, that's for sure. But I think and some even argue he's already in the top five, like four to five. But um I think if he wins a championship, he's definitely Yes. I feel like that's, have that that has to be five. the culmination.
0: Yeah. But it's like at that same time, if you're putting well, since I put stock in there, um,
1: Stockton never won a championship either. But Stockton, Stockton had a great impact on the game of basketball, though. So that's true. That's why he's highly regarded. But um, yeah, so... Who do you think is going to win game four? I think, personally, the Suns are going to take game four. The Bucs are at home again, and yes. they're kind of in a must-win situation because if they don't, it's going to be three to one. It's really hard to come back from three to one. But I think the Suns take this game, and I think they actually win it in five. Suns and five. five. Suns and five. I think.
0: I think it's either going to be Suns and five or Suns and six. I do feel like they're going to take one of the Milwaukee games, whether they're going to win the last game in Milwaukee or if they're going to win this game in Milwaukee. But I do think that they're going to be able to take at least one game in Milwaukee because I feel like Monty Williams is going to emphasize the importance of at least just taking one and then finishing the
1: job mm-hmm. on in finishing the job in Phoenix. In and let's five. highlight this. Monty Williams, um, Sixers assistant coach, who I think we should have never let go, but you know it's fine. It's we, don't, we don't talk. About Props to him. Props to him. We don't talk about a lot of stuff. Our, these organizations in Philadelphia just <laughs> make so many mistakes. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's just an
1: endless cycle. I just, of pain. I just don't think about it because if I do, then yeah, I would probably have to choose a different city, like Jacksonville. Jacksonville. No, I mean, like a city, like a city of sports, like. Oh. Atlanta, the Hawks, the Fog. Uh, no, no, not. I'm Don't not you that, the that could be the worst city I'm to pick. I'm not choosing. The, oh, Los Angeles. Oh, Los Angeles, yeah.
0: No, but you have to pick the right teams because like half of the teams have like are just pure champions, and yeah. the others just aren't. Because you have you have the Dodgers and the Lakers who all just win championships, and then you have the Clippers and the uh, the Angels. Yeah, the Angels. The Angels are literally just wasting two of the best players in the game of
1: Then you have right the now. Kings and Clippers. In California, both in California. Yeah. Oh, and then NFL you have the Rams and um Chargers. Chargers. Why do they move? Why is there so many teams in California? That's the question. Uh, but too, yeah. Too many. Too many in one area. Yeah. Way too many. But I would i I definitely I'm not gonna change I'm a Philly fan, diehard fan at heart. But these teams are torturing us. Yes. They're definitely torturing us.
0: All right, well, that's all we had today from the A&M show for this special episode of the A&M special. show. From Andre, I'm Miles. We'll see you next time.